Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Career Talks podcast. I'm your host, Orlando Haynes, talent acquisition leader, author, and speaker. Here is where we provide you actionable advice for your career and life. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Career Talks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Orlando Hanks. Each and every week, fire guest with even more fire advice to impact your career and life. Uh, so I'm super excited about tonight. It's definitely a hot topic, um, and we are going to get in it. I don't want to belabor this because this is going to be really, really good. So I have joining uh, Miss Ebony Joyce. She is the founder and CEO of Next Level Career Services, and she is a, co- a career clarity coach. So let's bring on Miss Ebony Joyce. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. Uh, like I said uh, before getting on, thank you for saying yes. Uh, you always reach out to folks and you just never know if you're going to get a response. But I'm so glad you said yes. And I'm glad, glad you chose here. this topic. So share with folks more about who you are, your business, and more about uh, a little bit of background about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I am a career coach and I work with those mid to senior level corporate professionals who really are looking to exit their current work environment and land somewhere that is more ideal and um, aligns with what they want to do both personally and professionally. Love it. Love yeah. it. So now, you're six. You, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you don't have to answer this question, but I'll ask, yeah. what, what part are the... Which state are you from? I'm in Indiana. Okay, Indiana. Yeah, okay. Indianapolis, awesome. to be exact. Awesome, awesome. So we talked a little bit uh, prior to jumping on, uh, and one of the questions I asked, uh, is it busy? Is business busy for you being a, a business owner, CEO? Uh, talk about that. What, what kind of traffic, what kind of clients are you seeing in this current market right before we jump into the main topic? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, um, yes, it is. It is busy. And I think that um, right now, specifically, folks were, you know, thinking that the first quarter of the year was going to go one way in terms of their careers, as far as getting promotions, maybe internally, and things have definitely um, taken a different turn. So I think that a lot of folks like to wait and see, or they want to sit still that first quarter and see what happens. You know, am I going to get the raise? Am I going to get the bonus? Um, whatever have you, and things um, have turned out to be different, um, whether that also includes individuals saying, hey, you know what, we've had some layoffs and now there's a lot more work on me, but I'm getting paid the same amount to do the the job of, of two or three people now that we've downsized or right-sized the organization. And so I feel like I am um, underpaid, um, undervalued, um, but overworked. And so a lot of folks are coming to me because they're feeling that burnout um, in the organizations that they're in. So, mm. yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to definitely, uh, cause that's a great transition to the topic. So we're talking about uh, really just how to land the job through, through networking. Uh, but we talked earlier, you said you use a different term, you use a different term. So yeah. speak to that and educate folks why you, you kind of use the, the, um, the alternate term. Yes. So I use the word relationship building and because a lot of what our actions start in our minds. I think we just think mm. that, you know, even when we get up in the morning, like our actions don't start because we started the act, right? They start in our mind. And so when it comes to networking, it starts in our mind and people say, I don't know how to network. I don't know who to network with. They have all mm. the questions about networking. But when you look at it and say, I know how to build relationships because I've built relationships before, then it changes the energy in which you go about building relationships. But when we think about networking, we're like, who do I do this with? Where do I start? Like you have all these questions, but you're like, hey, I was 
I went to school with this person. I already know these people. Like the, it go, the list goes on and on when we think about relationships, right? Like even if it's, I mean, we have relationships with our friends and our families. So it, I think when we think about networking, we always think about strangers for some reason. But when we think about relationships, we're like, I'm in relationships with plenty of people. Mm -hmm. So it starts in the mind. And so I like to change the word because I think the word will then bring down some of those mindset and those blocks that we have already. So what are some of the myths um, that are created when people hear the word network? Yeah, I think that people think that you can only do networking like there is a particular way to network. Mm -hmm. Right. Whether that means going to and we kind of talked about this earlier. Right. Or that means going to events and um, passing out business cards or whether it means that, like, I'm supposed to. Um, am I am I asking for something in this relationship? Um, how do I do this? Who do I do this with? Is it with, the you know, a colleague, you know, someone who's going to be a colleague? Is it with the CEO? Is it with the recruiter? You know, who do I need to network with? I think people have that it's a one-sided um, view on what networking is. It's a one line. And it's like, no, work, networking works both ways because we're thinking about it the wrong way instead of just saying, hey, who do I want to build relationships with? Whether mm -hmm. it's someone who, even if someone else is unemployed, it's like you can build relationships with someone else who's in the same boat as you because then you all can understand what's going on with each other and say, hey, you know what? This is what I've tried. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. This is what I'll do differently. If I, you know, if I have the opportunity, I'll go about this a different way. But I think we think that it is, there are certain people we should be networking with. And so there are tons of myths, but I think those are just a few right now that create that mindset block for individuals. Got it. Got it. Because that, yeah, that does create a, um, an extreme barrier for some folks because they're introverts and don't want to get out there and thinking it's too much. Uh, like you said, do I got to hand out business card? Got to have my elevated pitch, my one, two, three. This is what I do. And um, and the whole method, that whole method is wrong <laughs> when you're yeah, approaching. Yeah, oh, the elevator pitch <clears throat> one, right? Oh, my gosh. I got to have that elevator pitch. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was, that's a good one. It's like, no, <laughs> but you do need to be clear about what you want. You don't have to have an elevator pitch, but you need to be clear about what it is you're asking for. Love it. Love it. So let, let's start walking through. And when you decided, like, obviously, you 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 talk to your clients about this, um, I, I would assume over and over, uh, because when we talk about uh, landing on a topic, it was like, hey, boom, real quick about networking, you know, how to secure a job through networking. So let that be the the. The million dollar question for folks that are that are listening live and are going to catch the replay. How do we begin that process in leveraging the network to to secure an opportunity? Yes. Let me first say networking is not the only way to land role, a role, a new job, whatever it may be. But networking is currently the best way. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because. Um, yes, you can have a great resume and you're up against the number used to be 250 folks applying for one role. I don't even know what the number is right now, but it is upwards to 300 plus individuals mm -hmm. applying for one role, especially when we think about what's going on in the current economy as far as layoffs and all those things are concerned. And depending on what industry you're in, like if you're in some of the industries or if you're in some of like a lot of folks in HR are getting laid off. So if you're in those recruiting roles, you're seeing a lot more of those um, individuals applying for that's one particular role that's out there. But when you think about going about it in a different way, which is building relationships with folks, um, it cuts through all the noise. Now, I'm not saying that it is a guaranteed way because networking or relationship building is a long game, I'll say. Um, and so, but it, what it does do is it really cuts through the noise and then eliminates some of the other, the process of going through applying for, I see people say I've applied for a hundred jobs, 200 jobs, I'm not getting any callbacks. And if you stop at applying for the job and clicking apply, you never reach out to anyone. You never try to build relationships. Eventually you start to get frustrated in your job searching process. And so you have to think about what's another strategy so relationship building is just another strategy to add to mm -hmm. your job searching toolbox. Yes, you can still apply online. You can do all the other things, but make sure that you add relationship building and networking into that strategy. Love it. So you just yeah. mentioned uh, cut through the noise. What's the noise? 
Yeah. So the noise of being in this the ocean of, you know, multiple hundreds of other individuals applying for this one role. It's like, let's cut through that and let's figure out, is there another way or even a more effective way to go through this, this process? And what I find a lot of times is, and this is what I talk to my clients about, we apply for jobs that we don't even know if we want, or sometimes we apply for mm. jobs we don't want. But if I talk to someone who is in the organization or who used to work there, I can decide that I don't even want to apply. Like, you know what? I was I don't want to put my energy into going through the applicant tracking system. And then you put your your you put your resume in, then they want you to upload and, and type out all the other information. So you're like, oh my gosh, I just uploaded my resume. You have all this information. Now I have to type all the information in again. Like it's taken me 20, 30 minutes just to, you know, get to the point where I'm getting the the re, the the email right away to say I wasn't even selected. But it's mm. like you also get the opportunity to decide if you want to work here. So why not find people and individuals who have worked there before, maybe someone you know already, and say, hey, you know what? I'm actually looking at this position. It's curious. It may align with my skill set, things I've done before. But, you know, I see that you're in the current role or, you know, you would be a potential new colleague. So can you give me some more information? And this is how we have these coffee chats or informational interviews. So you get to know, because the person may say, oh my God, this is a toxic work environment. And if I didn't have to work here, I wouldn't be here either, right? You're like, okay, great. I can decide to put my energy and effort somewhere else. Now that's, right? or, that, I would, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would just love for someone to share that they actually had an informational interview with someone and they gave them, real honest feedback was like don't do it i had don't, a client don't, don't hit that submit yes. button <laughs> i recently had a client who when she was a, uh, she had an informational interview with someone there and they were like hey like we work 60 70 hours a week like it is a madhouse right now mm. this is what you're going to do and she was like you know what based on my current lifestyle i can't that's not something i can really say I could do and be happy with, right? Like, because we understand our values. So when I work with my clients, we talk about where are our priorities? And if you say your your priorities are your family and work-life balance, and then you go into an organization knowing that you're going to be working 50 and 60 hours a week, then that tells me one or two things. Either those are not your real values or you're willing to bend on certain values that you know, aren't as important because maybe money is more important than some other things, right? So maybe those things are you're unclear of really where your values align when it comes to what you want professionally and personally. And there's a conflict there. Um, so once she got that information, she was like, I'm not even going to apply because I don't want to go into an environment that's going to require me to spend this much time at work. Like I now know, you know, my priorities and my values. So yeah, it doesn't happen all the time, but it, it does happen quite frequently. And especially if someone is no longer in the organization, oh, they're really, they're willing to tell you exactly what you need to oh, know. Yeah. They're like, I'm not there anymore. So <laughs> this is why I left. <laughs> exactly. You do like, how much time you got? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> so I think one of the points that, that I'm grasping from that, that is crucial, like through that network, whether or not um, the, the young lady you're talking about network and found someone in that company or just cold called and reached out still that that is still a networking you know uh what's the word i'm looking for uh you know step to reach out right to reach out to someone to have that informational interview to get that advice versus like you're saying instead of applying first and then getting through the process which can be you know hit and miss nowadays but you're actually reaching out and saying hey should i and I wonder if folks start to switch and stop hitting apply so much and try to do more informational interviews. I don't know. I'm just saying, right. And say, okay, yep. Checklist, no checklist, no. And then you have a, a real targeted list because you're getting insight Intel about the culture and the projects and the hours and what it feels like to be in that organization. And then now start going drill down and, uh, you know, leveraging all your, applying and getting your resume, et cetera, you know, all that stuff to go. So that's what I pulled from what you said. And I, I love that tip because I think traditionally we still apply, 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 and just wait. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. That, and I'll, and I'll that ask that um, because even if you, I think having informational interviews and having those conversations with those folks who are already in the organization, even though you may have done a job with a similar or even the same exact job title, 
going into a new organization that the, the, the duties and the roles and responsibility can be completely different. And so you go in thinking something else and you're like, hey, you know what? And they're telling you like, yeah, I just I do spreadsheets all day. And you're like, that's not what I you know intend to do. I don't want to do or I'm, I'm doing presentations all day. These are the things. These are some of the roles and responsibilities. I know what the job title says, but this is what I'm actually doing. Again, you mm-hmm. get to say no, like, yeah, that's not what I thought, you know, an accountant or account manager or, you know, HR professional or HR journalist was going to do, I was looking to do more of this, these particular things. And so again, you can decide not to apply because now you are armed with information. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that relationship building or networking, whatever you want to call it, it really is about going in curious. It really is just about having a conversation and gaining information so that you can make the right decision. Do you find more of your clients or people that you talk to in transition or looking for work going to the interview uh, with the hopes of landing versus a curiosity kind of mindset where that's a different ship? That's just a whole different presence walking in. We talked about that earlier. So what are you seeing there throughout your conversations? Yes, I love this. So now my clients, they go in curious because that's what we Mm. do. Now, prior to working with me, they were probably going in like, I want the job, right? Mm-hmm. But when we when we work on a few things, once when we work on clarity and we work on our confidence, then we go in and we say, hey, we're just here to learn more information and then go go back and decide if this is going to be the right decision, right? So yes, you go in with a different mindset. Like I, you and I talked about it, even when we go into interviews, like we go into interviews um, from a conversational standpoint versus, you know, an interrogation standpoint, like, no, they're, we're going, it's a back and forth. And that's what gives you that information to then be able to make good decisions. Educate the job seekers on how much power they have in the interview process. You have 100%, right? Like whether it be, you know, going in and making sure, again, we talk about our values, like, what am I really going in? What do I want out of this conversation? I want to be able to say, hey, like these are my priorities. If my priorities are, you know, the culture, um, the environment, the leadership, and I'm going and I'm asking questions around these things, even if you're doing information or interviews, my clients are typically saying, you know, if they're reaching out to folks, they're like, hey, I just want to know a little bit more about the culture before I even decide if I want to apply. Or I want to know a little bit more about, you know, the roles and the leadership team or any of these things before I even apply. But you're just going in curious. I mean, and I think a lot of times we think that the conversations are about us and we that's why we have an issue with networking because it's not about us. It's about them. And so we don't know how to make sure we make that shift from us to them. Right. So it's like when you're going into these conversations, you want to learn more about them, whether it's them being the, the company, whether it's them being the leader, whether it's them being the culture. You want to make sure you have that information so that you can make the right decision because you get to say no. If someone offers you a position and it is not in alignment, you get to say no. And I think that a lot of times we haven't really been in a, a, we don't think we have the authority or the power to say, well, if they offer me the job, I have to take it. No, mm-hmm, don't. Mm-hmm. You get you to choose. You only <laughs> need one. Like you can have a hundred interviews lined up. You only need one offer. Yep. Love it. What are some additional strategies that you coach your clients on, on how to kind of really develop a networking plan. What does that look like? Yes. So networking is like any other muscle. We have to build it up. And so the one thing that I say is start with who you already know. Because if I said, hey, the next person who you, you know, walk up on the street, I want you to ask them for, you know, their phone number. You're like, I can't ask a stranger for their phone number. But if I said, you know what, reach out to your network, reach out to your alumni, reach out to your friends and family and like and tell them, let them know, like, hey, you know what? I've been recently laid off or whatever the case may be. I'm looking for a position that does, you know, you have that alignment, you you have that clarity um, for what you're looking for. And then someone can say, hey, I don't know anyone, but I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who I can connect you to and connect you with and do a, a warm introduction for you. Right. So I think a lot of times we think we have to start with strangers and people we don't know. Well, really, if we a lot of the relationships are in our own backyard already. Mm-hmm. And when we start to get more comfortable with, you know, reaching out to folks that we already know, then it becomes much more easier to reach out to people that we don't know. 
No. Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish yeah, it. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I would say is that individuals like to think that, oh, I need to reach out to the VP, the CEO, and those folks so much earlier. It's like, no, start with, you know, the person who would be your your colleague. Start with these folks versus trying to start with, you know, the CEO of Google or whomever. You know, it's like, you know, let's start small and then let's work our way up there um, versus just going in and then you're like, man, and and the other thing is be okay with a no. Everyone, especially if you're on LinkedIn, everyone's not going to respond. Some a lot of people, I mean, 99% of people aren't active on LinkedIn. So like they may never see your message. They may never see your email. Um, so be okay with the no. Know that everyone's not going to accept your connection request. Everyone's not going to accept your request for a coffee chat or informational interview, but be okay with the no's. Love that. So the question I was going to ask now is tell folks, because um, we talked about the networking piece, because earlier you mentioned uh, you kind of ran down a list. Uh, with the realtor, the example before we got on, you're like, I want this in this location, the details, you were laying out the details. How much information as a job seeker should I be giving my network so they know how to advocate for me or search for me? Ooh, good question. Give as much information as you can and that as you know, but make sure that it's clear and concise, right? Um, and so what I do with my clients is that we get clear. So we, we identify what industries we really want to work in because not everyone wants to work in our industry. So I've spent work in manufacturing. So, you know, what industries do you want to work in? I have a, a client now, we were just talking about um, startups. And she's like, I don't want to work in a startup. Well, if you just said, Hey, I'm open to everything. And I'm open to then someone sends you back something that says, Hey, do you want to work? You're like, Oh, I'm not interested in that. But when I'm very clear about, Hey, I'm looking to work in, you know, healthcare, I'm looking to work into education. And you're very clear about what those roles look like, what industry you want to be in, you know, location, whatever it is, you can get very clear about the impact you want to make, you know, the development you want to have. And you're like, I want, you know, I'm looking for an organization that's going to allow me to grow and so on and so forth. I'm looking for this type of environment. I'm looking for this type of autonomy. I don't want something that, you know, is going to require me to clock in at eight and clock out at five. You want that flexibility, so on and so forth. Like you can run down a list, but you need to be clear and concise. It's one thing to have just a laundry list of your, of your, you know, your do's and your don'ts. You don't want to do it that way, but you want to, you know, be intentional about what it is that you're looking for so that again, they can go out and they can reach out to their network and say, Hey, I know someone who's very clear about what they want to do. Um, and this is what you and I were talking about. It's like a lot of times when if if you're not getting those callbacks or if you're not getting responses, it's because your ask isn't clear. No one, they don't really know what it is you're looking for. And you're looking for your network or whomever else, whether it be a recruiter or anyone else to do the heavy lifting for you. So you want to make sure that you're not requiring them to do all the work. Networking is work. But it doesn't mean that it's work for the other person. You want to make it as easy. You want to give them a, a, a opportunity to give you an easy yes. You know, when you make it difficult for folks, um, if you're trying to set up um, interview times and you're like, oh, I can meet at this time and this time and you have all these, you know, it's like make it easy and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to set up a Zoom link. I'm going to do this. Like do the work. And so people can say, oh, well, yeah, if you're going to do all that, I have I have 15, 20 minutes to give you of my time. But when we have to go back and forth in emails and text messages and so on and so forth, it's like this is it's, this is already tough. This is complicated already. You know, people are like, oh, I have someone else who, you know, is very clear. I only have so much time. We're all limited when it comes to our time. Time is a very limited resource that we all have. So we want to make sure that we ma we're making it easy for other people to say yes. I think you made a crucial point there when you said... <laughs> Uh, he was like, you know, give them all when you say give them all the details, but at the same time, know that they will not do the heavy lifting. They're not they're not the ones who are going to do the major work. So there may be some folks out there that be like, yeah, I told Mike and Susan, Joe and Bill and Derek and all these people. Yeah, they look it and you just chilling. You just sitting down. You do a little bit of searching. Hey, man, right. how, how'd it go? Did, did you find anything yet? No. What, what is you? What are you doing? Right. <laughs> Like, it is like I'm, I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. I come back like, hey, did you find me a job yet? Yeah. 
So that I think people really need to realize that. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I can't say that I, I've heard a lot of folks, but I've seen it throughout the career. Throughout my career, I've seen a lot of folks who, who will ask for help, and then, boy, they follow up is strong. They follow up is strong. Like, hey, what about this? What about that? Like, uh. Yeah. Let me know what. Send me your data. Send me your efforts. Let me see. Yes. Yes. But and I think that goes back to and I love that because I tell you can be a you can be an active relationship builder or a passive relationship builder. Mm. Right. So. Break that it's down. like, are, yeah. are you doing yeah. the follow ups? Are you doing the callbacks? Are you sending out the thank yous? Are you doing any of that? Are you like, I'm just going to click the, you know, connect button and then see what happens. So even when I talk about like our referrals, right? We get referrals, you have active and you have passive referrals. Someone may say, hey, yeah, I'll refer you. And they just send you a link for you to apply. But it's like, is that person willing to go the extra mile and like talk to the manager and say, hey, I know someone who's interested. Let me send you a copy of their resume. Let me follow up with them. Like I've had, you know, I've used um, referrals and networking and relationship building has been a huge part of how I've landed a few of the roles I've had. And that's because I had those people who were advocates and active referrals for me saying, hey, this is you you have to talk to this person. Um, and it wasn't because and a lot of it was because of what I was doing on my end to follow up and say, hey, I said, let me tell you what I did this week. I submitted this application. I talked to this person like I'm keeping them informed on what's going on. So you have being active and being passive in the relationship building process works, of course, on both ends. But when the person knows that you're serious, then they're willing to be serious as well. Got it. So we talked about earlier, too, where uh, networking is not the silver bullet, right? And it's not the end all be all tool to landing a job. Uh, share with folks, part one would be why that is. And then what additional parallel activities should they be doing along with networking? Yeah, absolutely. It's not the end all be all because, I mean, you still have to apply. Like you still have to go through the application process. There is no way around that legally, right? Like everyone still has to do that. So I just want to be clear. I think that sometimes when people think networking, that means that you can hand someone your resume and you can go behind and do certain things. Legally, some things have to happen, but it is a... Again, it is a long game and it is a one option to pull. I always tell people that, and I work with my clients, like we 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 are pulling levers. So we're gonna work with recruiters, you know, who are you know, typically third party recruiters who are looking for a very, they're in a very niche area and say, hey, they're only looking for um, IT professionals with security clearances, right? So very niche. And so once you figure out what it is you want to do, you can work with those recruiters who are looking for someone who's very specific in what you have a skill set in. Then yes, you do want to, you know, use, utilize job boards, whatever that may be. And then you want to pull the leverage um, as far as your network is concerned. So you want to have a strategy. And I think a lot of times when it comes to job searching, there isn't a strategy. There isn't anything that's intentional. We start with our resume and then we apply and then we just go through that that circle of life when it comes to the the job searching process because that's what again depending on when the last time you look for a job that was the way you found it and yes it may have worked before it may have worked for forever that may have searching for a job on a job board may have been the only way you've ever landed your previous roles and depending on when the last time you, you were looking. But now we're in a different time period where the competition is, I mean, God, it's fierce, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so because of the competition, you have to figure out another way to stand out amongst all amongst the crowd. And so having those relationships, again, I want to caveat and say, you should start building relationships before you ever need them. And I think a lot of times what folks will do is I'm, I need a job. I'm looking for a job. Let me start now. And when you start that way, it's already too late. Mm -hmm. But if you say, again, you're intentional in your job search. Now, if you're out of, if you're unemployed, completely different story, you don't have a choice but to start with where you are. 
But for those folks who are saying, hey, I know I want to, you know, land a new role by the end of Q2 or, you know, Q3 or whatever it may be, like, let me start planting those seeds now. It's just like um, popcorn. When you first are staying there, first of all, it's funny when you stand in the microwave, it's like nothing's happening, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after a while, yep. you know, you just, I mean, it's just going crazy. And it's like, same thing with networking. For a while, you, it may be silent. You're like, no one's responding. Uh, I'm not hearing anything. It's just radio silence. And then after a while, I mean, they just start popping up. And you're like, I have more, you know, coffee chats and informational interviews and lunch dates than I can even put on my calendar. But so you have to give it time. You have to plant those seeds. Like we don't, you know, it's it's April, it's spring. I, the, the seeds I planted last year are going to blossom this year, yeah. right? I, I, I didn't plant yesterday, water it, and then forget it and think that, in, you know, over the weekend it was going to blossom. You have to water, you have to nurture those relationships. I love that. That is the patent pending, copywritten, popcorn job search method from every <laughs> choice love that analogy i that, love uh, that popcorn yeah. method yes <laughs> that i mean that does make sense and and i wonder uh folks that are listening now if you've done that before and the folks that'll catch the replay if you've done that you planned ahead you knew and and that's that that's so crucial I, i've never heard anyone um say that uh is to say you know what i know i'm going to be looking soon I think my time frame next quarter, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm going to try some new stuff, try to reach the next level, whatever it may be. Let me start planning now. Let me start reaching out, planting those seeds. So by the time that time frame comes, I'm better prepared. I got a bunch of information um, and I'm super clear on what I want. So I'm giving that information to those folks who say, hey, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, whatever it is, I'm going to be looking for, for something. If something yeah. comes up, you know, and then really being intentional because you mentioned that earlier, like if they develop a sh- true list and saying, hey, if you get a chance, walk through this list with me. Let's have a 15 minute. Are you aware of this company? What about this? I, in your background, right? See where they worked before. Like, hey, what about this? What about that? So I love that popcorn method. Plant the seed ahead. It may be quiet and then watch it pop off. I love that. (laughs) I love that. What are some unique ways that maybe a client brought to you um, that said, hey, I tried this and it actually worked throughout the networking uh, process? Because there is someone out there, um, I think, who he's he's like a he's a top voice guy uh, out there on LinkedIn, who I think his niche is finding work without networking but i haven't really dove in to see what that what he meant by that um or not through no i'm sorry scratch that it was not applying through the ats or something like that so scratch that so what are some unique ways that anyone have approached you and said hey ebony this this is what worked for me when i when i've tried so maybe someone else can try it yeah absolutely it is looking into organizations that you are already a part of I think that that goes untapped so much of the time. And so I have a client who um, is a part of a running club. And mm-hmm. so she said that she was just, this was recently, she was like, we started our running club again and she's laid off. And so she was telling them like, she's, and they have different times in which they do running. And so she was saying like, hey, I'm joining the morning running club right now. I think someone said, hey, I've you know, never seen you, you know, run with us. She's like, yeah, normally I run at five o'clock, but now I'm running at the 6 a.m. because I recently got laid off. The person started asking her questions about, you know, oh, well, you know, they're now they probably were not doing this running because if you were, it was probably a walk. But (laughs) (laughs) but they were able to have that conversation. And the person was like, well, hey, let's let's connect. I think I may know someone It happens to be like her husband and she connected to two. And like in a matter of like three weeks, she was interviewing with a company that she would have never, she never even thought about or heard of. But because she was like, hey, you know what, I'm going to start utilizing and tapping into networks that I'm already a part of or groups that I'm already a part of to start to build these relationships. A lot of times we're in these organizations whether it be professional or personally, and we're not tapping into those those networks. They go like, I don't even know why we're a part of them sometimes. It's just like, mm-hmm. we're just there. It's like, you're, especially if you're like in HR, there's SHRM. Um, I was in uh, procurement. So we have um, Institute of Supply Management. If you're an accountant, they have 
finance. There's all of these different organizations that we're in. If you're not in, you should probably look into though, who are other professionals who are doing very similar roles as you, but we don't utilize those. We go to the meetings or we sit on the Zooms or whatever it may be. And then we just, you know, we, we, we keep quiet. And so if you, if you don't say anything, you know, you never know. If you don't, if you don't ask the answers, no. Exactly. And and I want to know if I want to make sure people are catching what you're saying, because uh, you've given an example even prior to us uh, going live, you're giving that example of where you networked outside of a traditional network, you know, environment. It was at the grocery store. Now it's at a, a social club or free running. Like there's so many pockets, like you said, that are being missed because the word network puts us in. All right. I got to get dressed. I got to go here. It's at 3 p.m. to 4. The traffic is going. Oh, it's at night. I got to get back home. And it's and it's no, no. Wherever you're out and about, you can you can spark a conversation um, in networks. Share with folks the one about um, it, it has nothing to do with work, but you were just talking about a product. When yeah, you were in the, yeah. I think the grocery store or something. Yeah. So I was I was talking about. Um, so I was going gluten free and I'm standing in the, the aisle and I'm looking at, I, don't know, I think it was like a gluten free pasta. And the lady walked up to me and she was like, have you ever tried that before? I was like, no, today is going to be, you know, my first day trying it. And she's like, oh, well, if you haven't tried that one before, but I can tell you, you're going to love this one. And she proceeded to hand me the, now she didn't work at the store. So it wasn't like, you know, she was trying to sell me anything. And it was just funny to me, like, we just started having a conversation and our conversation went it did go outside of that particular pasta. Like I was telling her, you know, what I was trying to do. And she was talking about like some goals and she told me about like a, a, a gym that she attends. And so it like went on to like this really, I don't know, we spent about 15 or 20 minutes just having a conversation. But like I could have took that conversation even further and said, you know, you know what, I'm going to attend that gym. And do you mind like, can we switch? Can we exchange phone numbers? And like, would you mind being my workout buddy or whatever the case may be? Or like, or can we um, share recipes? Like the relationship could have went further. And I think that sometimes what we do is we stop relationships before we even allow them to grow. And so for that, for me, that was a learning opportunity. Like I could have took that further. I could have actually made that. So I had to, you know, have that moment with myself and say, you know, next time that opportunity presents itself, figure out how you want, how you want to proceed, how you want that to have a longer term relationship in that. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a conversation and I was like, and the, she did give me a great recommendation, I will mm -hmm. say. <laughs> but, you know, and then I did go to the gym, like they had a trial period for like seven days and I did that. And I was like, oh, I want to know. I still haven't decided yet if I'm going to like sign up for sure. But I mean, it turned into something else that I'm like, hmm, good recommendation. I, you know, I, it may lead me to a new gym that I didn't even know even was around. It was, you know, like, so, so much came out of that. She doesn't even realize how much she information she gave me um, just out of that conversation. So I was very appreciative. So sometimes I think that we go into things um, looking to receive something and I didn't go into it looking to receive anything. Mm. It was a conversation. And so sometimes when we're building relationships, I think a lot of times when people look at networking as being very transactional. Yep. And so it's not always, it's not going to always yield that particular result you're looking for. It's not going to always yield a, a job. It may yield a longer relationship. It may yield a mentor. It may yield so many other things that is, the RI is far more than a, any job. So we have to think about, okay, what is the longevity of this relationship? Again, when we look at it as a relationship, it's completely different than if I'm looking at it as networking. Like, where could this relationship take me? This relationship can take me far beyond this one position. It's like, I can build a relationship with this person and the possibilities are infinite. Like that's, so, again, that's that's just so, it, it doesn't seem difficult, but we make it difficult, right? That one conversation, and this is what I pull from that, literally had you taking action steps right to almost validate what this person shared with you you liked what they said now you're looking at even making a financial commitment based on what they're saying you tested you like wow this may be it like 15 minutes has almost impacted the way you you do stuff in your life uh, for however long and it's just that simple right you, you didn't have to have a business card you didn't have to get dressed <laughs> up 
<laughs> you didn't have to have an, uh, a one minute pitch. You didn't have to, you. It was clear you just had an item in your hand. Somebody says something, and that's how I think. Like you said, we need to start looking at networking. It can happen anytime, anywhere, and that conversation can just come up. Whether you initiate, you know, saying something to someone else, you might be an introvert, but you just never know. Someone may spark up a conversation. You never know where that's going to go and what that information uh, that you're going to receive. Again, being open to that, that's where I think more stuff can happen versus you always have to be, you know, thinking you have to get in that setting, in that professional setting to network. Well, you go in and everybody's almost thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. What can I do? Who can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Who can I help? What can I get? And it's like, yep, it's overwhelming. Yeah. You walk out of there yeah. with nothing. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, when you think about it, like when you go to, if you went to an event, everyone's there with the same, if you go into it for that reason, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's there with the same intention. Okay. Yep. But you're like, I'm not here to really, I just want to go because I just want to meet someone else. I just want to meet someone new. I just want to learn something new. I just want to be curious. Well, if you go into it with a different energy, you're like, my mission was accomplished today. But when you're like, I'm going in looking for a job, I'm going in for someone to meet. It's like you fall out, you come out, you're like, I failed today. Like that, mm-hmm. that didn't that didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. I left exactly. out there with 10, 10 business cards and, you know, it's just like, this got more paper. But when you go into it like with a different mindset, like I just want to, if you are introverted, I think first we got to get clear on what introvert means. I think people think mm-hmm. that means like, um, I'm afraid to talk to people or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Like we all may have, you may have some anxiety about, you know, being in large crowds and things of that nature. Then find those smaller organizations. Like organizations typically may have, you know, smaller groups that you can be involved in. But going into it, you know, just to say, I'm just, I want to just stick my toe in today. Like I think sometimes we feel like we just got to dive in the, the, the 12 feet and we just got to learn how to swim. It's like, you don't even know how to swim. So just mm. put your pinky toe in. Just say, I'm just going to go to the event for five minutes. I'm just going to go for five minutes and I'm going to leave. Next time you're like, I'm going to stay for 10 minutes. And then I'm going to leave. Like just start to get yourself in the habit. Even if it's on LinkedIn, you're like, you know what? I'm going to send one message to someone today. Or Let's start there. The action is to reach out to someone you haven't even spoke to this year mm. right so let's just start there i'm going to reach out to someone who i haven't talked to all year i'm going to reach out to someone who i went to school with i want to reach out to you know your kid may be in a they may have a pta committee i'm going to reach out to the P- pta committee like there are so many other things you can do besides going to events where you don't know anyone you have no mutual connection and then you can decide to say, okay, I'm going to go to this event I've never been to before, but I'm going to go because I'm building up that muscle. Mm-hmm. Now I'm ready to go. Now I'm ready to get all in. Now I'm ready to backstroke. Like I can do, I can, now I can swim for days. Like I think that people assume that you have to be this very outgoing person. I'm not that way. Like I'm an introvert, which means for me, like after I have this conversation with you, like I have to retrieve and go to my room. Like I have to, calm myself down like i know like my it's my energy for me it's like i don't like Mm. to do large crowds and when i do i know the next day i'm not going to do two events back to back like i that's just not something i can do because i give so much energy and effort when i'm there i'm Mm -hmm. like okay i need to today is going to be just a chill day it's going to be a relaxed day and i show up like i have all this energy right now but when we click you know in i'm like you know and i'm like (laughs) i won't talk to anyone else for the rest of the day like i'm going to watch a movie and not have to say anything for the next hour but i'm going to give it my energy and give it my all when i'm there love it love it so we just have to decide you know i'm going to give my energy to this thing today even if it's for five minutes today, go on LinkedIn, send that one message. You don't have to message, you know, a thousand people or a hundred people in one day and just send off and click all the connection buttons. It's like be intentional with the one profile, go through Mm. somebody's profile and say, Hey, I see that we went to the same school. We went at a different time. Hey, I see that we worked at the same company before. Hey, I see that you, you work for this company and I'm interested in learning a little more about them. Send the one message. I love that you said because this show is all about actionable advice, right? To help your career and life. So that that just like knocked it out the park when you were like, just take one. You said, here's the action step. Here it is, folks. 
reach out to one person, even if it's one person a day or one person a week. Yeah. Get reach, get get started. Get started. I promise because. you. It's just like me. Like I I work out. So, but before I was lifting the 50 pounds, I was lifting the five. I would have never got to 50 had I not be at the five. Boom. Talk about right? it. Oh, and boy. when you when you stop. Then you have to go back. I've been to the point where I'm like, I didn't got to 50. Oh, I didn't took a break for all summer. I didn't took a whole break. And now I'm like, I'm back at five again. It's like, <laughs> if I would have kept going, I could have been at 100. So it's like, just keep going. Like, it doesn't matter what the results were, right? For me, I probably stopped because I wasn't seeing the results. But now I'm like, if I got to go back to five, I'm definitely not going to see the results I could have <laughs> saw if I would have just kept going. So just keep going. Love it. So in your own personal journey before, or even I was going to say before you transitioned to entrepreneurship, but even in your entrepreneurship journey, how networking um, has helped you, but share from your career background, um, how the networking things that maybe you didn't even know strategy yet at that point early on, but what are some things that helped you personally? It's funny because, um, because I, I, I was that shy kid, my mother's complete opposite, but I saw the way that she built relationships and these were long-standing relationships. Mm -hmm. So I remember I had a friend who was in high school looking for a job. My mom reached out to one of her friends and said, hey, he's looking for a job. That young man got that job his senior year in high school and he stayed there for 10 years. Like he was just like, I just, he went to school. He was able to do all these things off of, he's like, your mother helped me get a job 10 years ago and I'm still there. Like I just ran across, I ran into him. Um, this was a while back now, but he was like, I said, and so watching my mom do, I I just remember the day she picked up the phone to make that call and watching how she utilized relationships. It was funny because it wasn't like she talked to these people every day. It was someone she went to high school with who um, was in a very senior level position in their in their organization and they were able to make that happen. And so relationships have always been very important to me, but being that shy kid, I just didn't know how to necessarily do that because I was that, oh, this gives me anxiety. Mm -hmm. But because I joined organizations in school, it really did help me. So I remember for me, like I wanted to work for this particular company um, early in my career. And the only reason I wanted to work with there because I saw the sign at night and it just like grabbed my attention. And I was like, I'm going to work there. And so I was a member of NSBE, which is the National Society of Black Engineers, because I was mm -hmm. an engineering major at the time. And I reached out to someone who was already in the alumni because I was the, the president of um, our chapter. I reached out to someone in the alumni. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm looking for an internship, so on and so forth. Or I was looking for my first job right after my internship. They connected me with the job. And right before I was starting, the company said, hey, we're going to do a reorg. We're not even going to fill that position. So I reached out to the person and told them, they were like, wait a second, I'll, you know, I'll figure it out. Let me talk to someone else. And then I ended up landing another role within the company that after that happened. And so from that moment on, I had decided like this person helped me. I want to make sure that I help someone else who's in that situation. And so relationships and relationship building for me has always been so important. Uh, like I said earlier, I've landed a few positions um, because of the relationships I built. And I'll even bring it to, to more current. I got be, I got the invite from you to be on your show because I sent a I did a LinkedIn post and I said, hey, I want to do a podcast. And someone <laughs> added you and said, I think Ebony would be a great, you know, guest for you to have on your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. like it wasn't because I reached out to you. I sent the post or I made the post, and then someone I know in my network, in our networks, right? Someone who we share in common said, hey, Orlando, I think this will be a great connection. So yeah. like there, people are are willing to work on your behalf. Um, again, I wasn't even clear in the, in the message to say, I want to be on this particular podcast. I mean, they know what I do. So it was very clear, right? But it was like, when you are, when you're intentional about the relationships that you build, people are willing to advocate for you 
and make those connections for you. And so for that, for me, it was like bringing this, you know, full circle, right? Like that's how, you know, here, here we are today. So, yeah. I love that. Um, you can say the name. Who, who, who was it that made the post that connected us? Um, now just let my mind the moment you ask me. It'll come oh. back. It'll come back. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you're watching, we forgot. We're, we're, uh, we love you. We love you. <laughs> but I remember that. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Was, was it Meg? Yeah, pretty sure it was Megan. Okay, uh, Applegate was it? Yeah. Okay, yep. Meg Applegate. Okay, yep. yep. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Meg. Yeah, she's super cool. Hi, super, Meg. super cool. Uh, but I, I love that story too, right? Because right, it it doesn't necessarily even when you talked about being an introvert, right? You have your moments. You you know your pocket. Um, so you you say I can go out and do this, but when I'm done, I'm done. Let me go recharge. Let me go relax. It's not this. All right, I got a plan this week. I got 13 networking events to go to. I it's like no, no. I, I I'm somewhat outgoing. I can go to the networking events, but I'm like I'm not doing that because that that it those are exhausting. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, you have to oh, check your energy. You have yeah. to check your energy, um, but you can't let that prevent you from taking any steps. Correct. So like this week for me, like I have tons of things going on. But I made sure like I rest over the weekend because I knew that I was going to use a lot of my energy to do what I have to do. And I don't have anything planned for this weekend coming up again. I'm like managing my energy. So I'm like, I know what I can handle. And now because I know things in advance, like I'm not one of those those people who someone can call me last minute and say, hey, you want to go to this event? It doesn't work for me. I have to get my mind ready to deal with whatever it is. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm hours before I can decide to say yes. My friends know this. You know, they already know. If they call me last minute, it's probably not going to happen just because I have to check in with my body and see how I feel. But if you give me a 24 to 48 hour notice, I'm probably good to go. Good. I love that. That's probably another topic to to, to discuss is managing your energy. I think that uh, that's a broad topic that's definitely going to spill into life and work and um mental capacity all these things i just i love yes, that topic yes. so yeah so we'll be back with with ebony on that on that topic there later later this year see if we can make that happen <clears throat> so when um what are some additional things um uh, that you're seeing through any kind of research you're doing again as you're coaching as you're developing even in your business how networking or relationships has impacted you what is the what are the positives? Let me just say it that way. What are some of the positive? You went into a bunch, but what are some additional positives on really just taking the action? Yeah, I think that and this is and in my program, we talk about this all the time. And so I'm like, you can take again, and I think we talk about like massive action or passive action. And so mm -hmm. like you have to be clear on the action that you're taking and being intentional. So that's the one thing. I think that depending on the action you take will result in massive action leads to massive results. Passive action leads to passive results. So you have to be willing to stretch yourself beyond your limits. Now, this isn't the same as energy, but you have to be willing to say, you know what? I, I may not get a yes from this person. This person may not respond to me and that's okay. I'm going to do it anyway, right? Um, I know for some people it is that fear and we hear it all the time. And I agree. It is, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, mm. take the deep breath and click the button. It really is about taking the action. And it goes back to what I said earlier. You never know where the action is going to lead. And just because it does not lead to um, the result you want doesn't mean that it didn't lead anywhere. So sometimes we have to evaluate and say, OK, well, what did it lead to? What worked? what didn't work? What should I do differently? Like there's always this opportunity for us to evaluate what we have done. And I think a lot of times we go out and we do things and we don't self-reflect um, on what has occurred. And I think we just move on to the, we get so caught up in things, we move on to the next thing so quickly that we don't even give ourselves a chance to really assess. Um, the other thing I'll say is really getting clear, like, and again, I've coined myself as the, the career clarity coach, but the clarity that you have is so important in 
because the clarity that we do inside my program is not just about our careers. It's not just about our professional lives. It's about our personal lives because the two go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. If you're not clear about what you want to do professionally, then there's probably some things in your personal life that you're not clear on either and vice versa. And so the, the clear are the two are very intertwined. And so it really is figuring out, you know, when you are going to go in for any ask, I don't care how big or small, it really is about being clear about what you're asking for, because clarity breeds confidence. And I think a lot of times in when it comes to networking and building those relationships, a lot of times we don't want to do it because we are not confident about what it is that we want. And so how could I ask you for something that I'm not really even sure I want? And so when a person says, okay, even if it's like, okay, well, what's your salary requirement? You have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. When you aren't clear about, when you aren't confident, like you're like, ah, I think I want hundred K, but I'm willing to sell for 70. You're not confident. But when you're confident in like 120, yep. then it's a different story. So I think that we have to get clear so that we can have that confidence and so that we can be concise and compelling in our conversation. Love it. And what's the name of your program? You mentioned it is the Career Clarity Accelerator. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we are we are coming close to the top of the hour. Uh, Ebony, amazing conversation. Uh, I got a sheet of notes here. We're going to come back for that managing managing your energy conversation. So be prepared for that. <laughs> so absolutely in, uh, enjoy this time. So two two questions. Uh, share with folks where they can connect with you, get enrolled in your program and tap into your services. Yeah, absolutely. Please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I think you're going to probably share that, that link, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you are one of those, uh, mid to senior level professionals and saying, Hey, you know what? I know I want to do something different. I just don't know what it is that I want to do then we should have a conversation. Um, I do have a 12-week accelerator where I work with those individuals to land their ideal role, um, and whether that be internally or um, externally. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, internally or externally. Awesome. Awesome. And last question is, um, why do you do what you do? What, what's, your, what's your motivator? I've been in the seat before, right? Mm-hmm. I walked around in my career for... 15 years and I thought it was me. (laughs) I thought I had Mm. to change me. And I realized that I just had to change organizations. Now I changed quite a few, but it was all, I had to figure out what it was about each one of those that was just not right. And for me, I I teach this in my program, impact, um, development, environment, autonomy, and leadership. And anytime I go back in my career, one of those were out of alignment. And so anytime I was out of alignment in ideal, um, which is what, which is what we work on, Mm -hmm. then I knew it was time for me to exit because either I wasn't making the impact that I wanted to make. There was a a issue when it came to my growth personally or professionally, the environment wasn't conducive to how I work best. Um, the autonomy was off, whether it was, you know, being in a strict environment where I really didn't have the flexibility or I didn't make decisions mm-hmm. or the leadership just was not there. So anytime any of those were off for me, I would start a search um, and my search always yield some great results, whether it was like I landed a job in two weeks or I landed a job in two months. It was always something that I realized, hey, this could if I'm having this issue. I know someone else is having this issue. And so um, initially I was a resume writer. So I started writing resumes. I wrote my first resume in 2004 for an internship. And so I started out writing resumes. And then someone said to me, hey, I have an interview. And then they're like, I didn't get the offer. And I'm like, oh, it's the interview. You got the, mm-hmm. you got the interview, but you need some interview preparation. And so I started helping with interview prep. And then it was, I got the interview, but I didn't get the, you know, and it just kind of went on and on. And so it just landed me to where I am here now. And so it's been very, very rewarding to have seen individuals um, leave some toxic work environments and end up 
thriving, not just surviving in their career, right? Like we can all survive. That's not a problem. We don't have a problem doing that, but being able to thrive in their career um, and have a seat at the table and have a voice and, and really lead in organizations that they feel more called and fulfilled in. So, yeah. Ebony Joyce, absolutely fire discussion. Uh, like I said at the top of the call, I love that. Uh, I love your story. And I, I love the way, again, you look at networking through relationships and shared non-network environment that where they, it produced a result and an action. I just, that's, that's amazing. I love that. Love that yeah. so much. Appreciate your time, your expertise and your, you know, uh, and your grace in joining me today. So I look forward to sharing your information. Uh, folks, if you are catching the show now or catch the replay, absolutely connect and reach out to Ebony, follow her and follow her content. Okay. Uh, folks, I'm going to close this out with a video. Ebony, hold on one second. We'll chat behind the scenes, but we'll Thank see you, you next time, folks. Thank you.